Hello and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke and I'm the pastor of Olmstead Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. I'm thankful you're listening and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject for today is this of hope. And uh, there's been something that's been on my heart and mind for the oh, last couple weeks. I invite you to turn your Bibles, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I want to go ahead and, and lay, this, lay this difference out here. As the children of God, we have a great hope of seeing our Lord Jesus Christ come in the clouds for us. The great hope of the resurrection. Uh, the hope that we have that, and, and it's understand that biblical hope is not a lottery kind of hope. The way people play the lottery in the world. Uh, I'll play, I'll give my money, I'll buy my ticket, maybe I'll win, maybe I will not. That We in our culture and our society, we use hope that way. I hope I win. Well, hope in the scripture is not a maybe you will, maybe you won't. Hope in the scripture is a no-so thing. Uh, it, it is solid, steadfast, and sure based on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for the sinner. And he gives us hope in the future and the promise of everlasting life and being with him. And so we have that blessed hope of being with our Lord one day. But what I want to deal with in this podcast is that of hope that we are to have and to exercise, if you will, uh, as we live day-to-day life. And so from 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's short. And uh, get get a, get our, our foundation laid here in regards to uh, charity, love with legs on it, uh, which is certainly connected to this. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So speech without love, without charity. Again, this is love not in word, but love in doing. Uh, we know that the Lord loves us because the Son came and died for us. The Father was willing to give his Son for us. Action. And that's what this chapter is speaking about, is not love of words, but love of action. So if we speak without charity, we're empty. And though I have the gift of prophecy, verse number 2, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, uh, and, 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 that I have, and, and though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, which we'll touch on here in the future, and have not charity, I am nothing. So here we have great ability with the Bible, uh, great ability and faith in our Lord, which, which hope is connected to that faith. And so, uh, so, much, so much faith that you could remove mountains, as the Lord Jesus Christ is instructed. You don't have charity, it's vanity, it's empty. Verse number three, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned. And so here, the giving of self, the giving of the stuff of life, and have not charity, love with legs on it. The Greek word is agape love, or agape, uh, a love feast. Uh, give of self, give even of your own body and martyrdom, and have not charity, nothing is profited. It's vanity. Here we see the character of charity. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. It's not jealous. Charity vaunteth not itself. It doesn't put itself out front. It's not puffed up. It's not boastful or braggadocious. 
doth not behave itself unseemly. Uh, charity, love, is not vile in any way. Uh, charity seeketh not her own. Okay, It puts others first. Is not easily provoked. Has great long-suffering. Thinketh no evil. There's no evil in agape. Agape love. Rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoices in the truth, and that is charity, agape love, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Verse 8, charity never faileth, but where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Charity never quits, but prophecies, they shall fail. There are no prophecies given anymore. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. There are no uh, magnificent and miraculous use of languages uh, in bringing the truth of the Lord of the Word and the Word of God to us. That is past, and to show the working of the Lord in that transition time with this first church, uh, they're on Pentecost and such. Uh, they have ceased. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away, and that is the knowledge of the apostles, the word of God given to those men inspired by the Lord to write down his scripture. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect uh, is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. And so the perfection, the perfection of the word of God, we believe is what's being spoken about, and the perfecting of the child of God, maturity, there's maturity uh, that's at hand, and it tells us, or is to be at hand and to be pursued, and so uh, we are to mature as the children of God. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, and so this is reinforced. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. There were those things uh, early on in the Lord's working amongst His churches, and the, after the gospel of the Lord Jesus fulfilled and establishing of his first church and his resurrection, and then the, the the scattering of the churches, and then the writing of the New Testament scriptures and such as that. See, there there is a thing of a child of God is first birthed by the Lord and is, and is very young and does, doesn't understand much about the scripture other than that they are saved and they believe and trust in the Lord. He saved their souls. And so there is growth that is at hand. A child speaks as a child, understands as a child, but when you grow up, you put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And so the spectrum of how we live now and how it is with maturing and growing up, ultimately to be with the Lord, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. So from the time that we're saved to the time that we're with the Lord, this spectrum is mentioned here and what happens, maturity. And indeed, when we go to be with the Lord, we will be brought to full maturity. And now abideth, uh, so here in the meantime, he gives about expectation, things that we have hope of and look forward to, not a maybe, but a no-so in Christ Jesus. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. So the three things that remain for the maturing child of God, faith in our Lord, hope in him, and agape love, a charity, Love with legs on it, indeed. And so here, in verse number 7, we see here that charity 
uh, beareth all things, it bears up under the load, it's long-suffering, it's patient, believeth all things. There's faith uh, involved with charity, and we see that here. Uh, it's intermingled. Uh, faith, hope, and charity are the three things that remain uh, to the maturing child of God. Uh, but but charity is uh, has faith wrapped up in it. Beareth all things, believeth all things, verse 7, hopeth all things, endureth all things. What, what I want to focus on here in this message is this hoping all things. Okay, Let, let's, uh, let's consider something here about charity. And I know I keep telling you that the message is about uh, hope, our hope in living and life. But we need to understand here about charity so that we might understand this about hope that we are to have and to exercise and pursue as we live here in this life. So charity believeth all things and hopeth all things. So agape love, love with legs on it, love unto action, hopeth all things. With charity, we need to understand this word charity, and there's three words related in the scripture that have to do with this agape love, as we call it. And that first word is agape, and it is uh, uh, there in the scriptures. Um, it's a Greek word, of course, and, and agape love, as is indicated here and used here in this passage, 1 Corinthians 13. It comes from a word agapeo, okay? And so this is the love. This is the, this is the action, if you will. And, and so uh, when you have agapeo, that is love, that is being exercised, it's kind of, the way I understand it, it's kind of like the verb. It's the loving, okay? And so then when it's referred to here as agape, this is another uh, connected word to agapeo, agape, that is just a, a boiling over, a, 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 as is understood in the language, a love feast, meaning that there is just, it's just an abundance of, of this love with legs on it, love that causes one to act like Christ acted and, and performed and fulfilled the gospel for sinners like, like me and like you if you're saved and those that the Lord will save. And so, um, and so uh, th there's the action and then there's the, this agape, this, the, that's the abundance of it. So agapeo is the love that's being done the lord jesus loved us so and then the abundance of that love is shown by what christ has done for us no greater love hath this than a man lay down his life for his friends and then uh first corinthians 13 is speaking about that this abundance and, and manifestation of love uh with love with legs on it love unto action does all these things amongst which is hopes all things. A third word is also agapetos, and it's like the noun. It's like uh, uh, as the children of God are the beloved of the Lord, the one upon which his great love has been bestowed and are to exhibit this love feast in their life to others and to the Lord. And as we consider the Lord and his great love for us, he has bestowed such love upon us. It's, it's just 
incredible uh, what he is and wondrous what he has done for us. And so let us understand there's the verb, the doing of it. There's the people upon which uh, this love of the Lord has been bestowed. And, and they love in turn and love the Lord and love others. And then there's this abundance of that, uh, as it's referred to in here in 1 Corinthians 13. And it's, uh, it's one of the things that remain for the maturing child of God. It is that abundance and manifestation of love from the child of God that hopeth all things, okay? So we, we want to have that foundation. So then when we consider about hoping all things, let's, uh, let's, let's go back to this. Mature charity throws out fear. First uh, John chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Mature charity, mature love throws out fear. First John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. So mature love, uh, one that is used to loving so and is exercised and is learned of such from the Savior and has that manifesting in their life, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment, and indeed it does. Fear is a tormenting thing to mankind. But, it, but perfected love, maturing love, casteth out fear because there's a reliance on the Lord. There's a looking to the Lord for the situation. He that feareth is not made perfect in love, unless there be a misunderstanding. This word love here, he that feareth not is made perfect in love. That is that agape, that love feast, that love with action, that love with legs on it that the Lord has bestowed upon us and that we are to manifest in our lives. We love, and that's that other word that I told you about, uh, agapeo, that's the action of loving, okay? We love him because he first loved us. And so he loved us. That's the action word, agapeo. And he loved us because we, and, and we love him because he first loved us. And, uh, and we are to mature in the manifestation of that love unto him and unto others. Okay, so, and, and when that, that, uh, that charity, that love with legs on it matures, that abundance of, of love matures, it casteth out fear. Okay, so that's, fear is dispelled and displaced by that. Number two, another passage that we want to draw in is Romans 8, verses 26 through 27. Let us not forget about the intercession of the Spirit and the intercession of the Son for us as we pray, as we seek the Father for the things that we desire, the supplication for others, uh, the needs that are at hand, the thanksgiving that we give, but namely for what we ask for. Romans 8, 26 and 27 Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And have you ever had that? Uh, you're burdened down. You know, it's a, it's, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, it's very complicated. Uh, it's, it's impossible for us. And we just don't know what to pray. We just say, Lord, help. Lord, help. That seems to be my... Uh, my prayer often is, Lord, help, help with help in this. I just don't know what to do. I don't know which way to turn other than to you. 
I, I don't I, give us wisdom and help about it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so when we even get to the point that we don't know what to ask for, the Spirit of God knows, and he's there making intercession for us. Verse 27 of Romans 8, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, that is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are one, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so the Holy Spirit of God makes intercession according to the will of God. And so there's that, there's something that is there, is that there's the will of God in things, okay? And the Spirit intercedes according to the will of God. Verse 34, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, uh, that is risen again. And so this is further down on the chapter, but we want to draw this verse in, verse 34. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So we hear about the, 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 the Spirit, Holy Spirit of God making intercession for us. And then we also see the Lord Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us as we pray. And as we live, and there's the will of God at hand. So, mature charity, agape love, love with legs on it, uh, uh, throws out fear. The Spirit and the Son are making intercession for us at the at the, the throne room of God. Now, let's let's draw this passage into it that we might understand of this about prayer and petitioning and such. And again, the subject is uh, hoping all things, but we've got to have this foundation laid in here to understand how it is we hope uh, in living life. Again, this is not the hope that we have in Christ for eternity and, and, and living forever with him, but this is hope that we have here now while we live. Number three, the great possibility of asking amiss. Brother James writes to us, and, and the Lord speaks to us through our brother in James 4, verse number 3. He says uh, to those Jews to whom he writes, and that are saved, the children of God, and so the, so the context applies to us in that sense. He says, ye ask, in verse 3, and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. And so here he says, he, he calls them out, saying to them that they are asking the Lord for things. They're asking their Savior for things. They're asking the Father for things, but they're asking amiss. And so as we pray, as we petition the Lord, as we go to the Lord, we need to know about the great possibility that we have, the temptation that we have about asking or praying amiss. Okay, So mature love, love with legs on it, agape love, throws out fear. The Spirit of God the Holy Spirit and, and God the Son are making intercession for us at the right hand of the Father. As we pray, we need to know and be on guard about the great possibility of us asking amiss as we pray. And then the Lord Jesus instructs us here in two passages that we'll take a look. In Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 26, Mark 11, verses 20 through 26, And in the morning, as they pass by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. 
And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest hath withered away. Now, I believe that this fig tree is, is symbolic of the nation of Israel. Uh, the, the, it's springtime. It's not time for figs. And as the Lord Jesus with his disciples, the apostles, is going into Jerusalem, he sees this fig tree. It says The scripture says that he's going to look for fruit on it. It's not even the time of fruit on it. And because he finds no fruit on it, he curses it. And, and fairly immediately, within the day, it is dried up, and as we understand, is dried up and good for nothing but firewood. And it's amazing how quick it has dried up. And so that's that's what's being marveled here by Peter and and the other disciples as they're leaving and uh, the town, leaving town, leaving Jerusalem for the night. And so the Lord takes this. Uh, the tree is symbolic of His nation. Uh, he's come looking for the fruit of the nation, being the husbandman, and there is none for him. There's no glory. There's no receiving. Okay, It's part of the Lord dealing with his nation. And it says in verse 22, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Now remember, faith is one of those things that remain for the maturing child of God in 1 Corinthians 13, isn't it? Faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity. And that's interesting, That which is the greatest. And so he says, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, verse 23, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive. And if you have aught against any, uh, if you have forgive, if you have aught against any. For your Father also, which is in heaven, may that your Father, which is also which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Verse twenty-six. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So here the Lord says, "Have faith in God." And then as we pray and as we, as we live and as we take uh, our desire unto the Lord and we look to be about the Lord's business, that if we uh, have faith uh, in the Lord, uh, great things, even the removing of mountains, will be possible unto us. He said that whatsoever you say, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith that shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So now we know the Lord's not a liar. And whatsoever things ye desire, verse 24, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. So we have this in here of, of believing that, for, for which we ask uh, that we will receive it. And so we, we're to believe that that would, for which we ask, we will receive. Matthew chapter 17, verses 19 and 21. Then came uh, the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? This is the, uh, the, the man that had the uh, uh, demon-possessed son. Uh, and as the, the, the Lord and Peter, James, and John came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, 
The other apostles are there trying to cast him out and could not. Listen to what Jesus says in verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And I've heard it preached and heard it said that these are figurative mountains, which I know that the passage certainly applies to mountains that we would face in life. But if in the work of God there was a necessity, a need for a mountain to be removed and to be moved into another place, I believe and take this literally also, because Jesus says, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And so we need to believe that that for which we ask, we will receive, that we will receive it. The Lord tells us uh, to pray and to operate that way as we live. So mature, chari- mature love, charity, love with legs on it, love unto action throws out fear. Intercession of the Spirit and the Son of God is at hand as we petition uh, the Lord in heaven. We need to know about the great possibility as we pray of asking amiss. And then our Lord commands us and tells us here that we are to believe that we will receive what we ask for. And he says, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. He did tell the disciples there in Matthew 17, 21, how be it this kind, this kind of demon goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. And so then prayer and fasting, prayer unto the Lord and fasting before the Lord uh, is important for us to, uh, for our fellowship with the Lord and for our manifesting our true care about things and the subject at hand before the Lord. Self-abasement before the Lord. Uh, contrition uh, is is shown in that. So we have these things that we brought out here. Mature charity throws out fear. Intercession of the Spirit of God and the Son for us in heaven as we pray and as we live and walk. The great possibility is as we pray that we can ask amiss. But then the command of the Lord Jesus, that we're to believe that, that for which we ask we will receive. Okay? And so, how do we how do we uh, how do we reconcile these that we may receive them, that we may believe them, and that we may walk in them as they have been given to us? And again, the subject the subject is hoping all things. So let's not lose sight of that. But of these of these things here, these five things: maturity throws out fear, maturity mature love throws out fear intercession of the Spirit and the Son of God for us in heaven, a great possibility is we pray that we could ask amiss. And then when we pray, when we petition, as we move, we need to, in faith, uh, faith is a grain of a mustard seed, faith in our Lord, not faith in ourselves. He says nothing will be impossible. So how do we reconcile all these, that we might receive them, that we might believe them, that we might walk in them as they've been given to us? Our Lord has spoken them and as speaks these words unto us and we know they are true and that he is no liar so how is it how is it that that can be how is it that it can be i mean I, it's it's our natural side that causes us to doubt well, i think here is the key here is the key that we need to understand the key is to seek the kingdom of god by desiring those things that will glorify our Lord. 
The key is to seek the kingdom of God as the Lord has commanded us there in Matthew 6. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we need to be seeking his kingdom and seeking his righteousness. And then we need to desire those things that will glorify him. John 14, verses 12 through 14. John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Verse 13, and, who, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Now, the Lord says that, and we're to believe that. We don't need to ask for him to do things. Uh, we don't need to ask amiss. We know that the Spirit and the Son are there making intercession for us according to the will of God. We know that the Lord tells us that we need to ask and operate in faith in him. And listen to what he tells us the key is. Verse 13, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So here's the key. Of the things that we ask and the way that we operate in our seeking of the kingdom of God and God Almighty's righteousness, we need to seek and desire things that glorify God Almighty, glorify the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit of God. We must seek, desire, hope, and pray for that which will glorify Him. So now, how do we bring this all down here to hope all things? Remember the passage over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 7. Charity, agape love. Love with legs on it, love unto action, beareth all things. It believeth all things, it hopeth all things, it endureth all things. So how is it uh, with us? Well, listen, listen to how, uh, what we are tempted to, especially in a time like this, in a time that we're facing now. Um, th th this, uh, we're to be filled with the love of our Lord. The love of our Lord has been extended unto us and has been meted out unto us in, in a way that is just beyond comprehension and the great rescue and salvation that our Lord has brought unto us. May we never think that it's cheap. May we never think that it's, it's little or it's less. Our Lord's love for us is great. And as we've seen recently, what can separate us from his love? Nothing. No creature. No circumstance. No situation. So as we're facing a time like we are now, let, listen to our temptation. And in this, uh, ask ourselves, am I hoping all things? In, in our attitude, in our way, uh, at a time like this, you know, it's uh, pessimism can enter in, can it? And, and, and if I'm pessimistic about things, am I hoping all things? Is, is the love of Christ manifested in me and in my life, a love unto action, where I'm hoping all things when I'm pessimistic, when I'm filled maybe with apathy. Uh, apathy is a way that we deal with difficult things sometimes. Just we, we bring ourselves to just not care. We, 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 we bring ourselves to just not want to cope and not deal with things that are before us. Pessimism, apathy. You know, 
in situations like we're facing now and dealing with now, that we can just be filled with disgust. We can just be disgusted with the whole matter. Uh, and, 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 and in disgust and pessimism and apathy, or am I hoping all things? When, when I uh, delve into and drive off into those uh, valleys of pessimism, apathy, and disgust, I don't believe we are. We need to be hopers of all things. That's what, that's what the Lord says, that, that charity, uh, the three things that remain, faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. And charity being manifested, maturing in the child of God, is to hope all things. Are we found in difficult times like this murmuring? We're murmuring about this and murmuring we can't do that. and We can't go here. and We can't go there. Are we murmuring about the inconvenience of things? And, and I'm, not even, I'm not even going to talk about the political aspect of, of what's going on, whether we agree or disagree. Uh, we, we in our society are so tempted to deal and, and deal with things because of inconvenience. And if it's inconvenient, it's wrong. You know, sometimes the Lord uses inconvenience to take care of us and protect us. Our attitude and our way, pessimism, apathy, disgust, murmuring, grumbling. Remember the children of Israel, how they murmured against the Lord? You know, when I murmur, when you murmur, that, that's exactly who we're murmuring against. We're murmuring against the Lord, grumbling against Him. You know, our temptation is and our attitude and our way, and especially dealing with things that we would never choose and that we would not want. Can we... Uh, can we be honest and say that we can be found at a place that we would be angry at God? If I'm angry at God in the depths of my heart, am I hoping all things? Being angry at God, it, it can happen. It can happen to the, the sinner, and certainly, and it can happen to the child of God to be angry at God. I just don't want it this way. Am I hoping all things? I mean, charity... Charity and the maturing child of God, one of the three things that remain for the maturing child of God, faith, hope, and love, faith, hope, and charity. Charity hopes all things. If I'm angry at God, am I hoping all things? And then we have this of despair. We have this of despair that, that all of us can be faced with and, and for different things and different situations and things that are going on in life and, and such. We, many people are brought to despair. That they just give up. And, and if we find ourselves in, in a way of despair, are we hoping all things? You know, do we say, are we tempted to say, or to say in our hearts, I just don't care anymore? I, I don't care anymore. Or, or maybe, maybe we would say or be tempted to say in our hearts, what's the use? Just what's the use? This whole thing is a mess. Now, there is no hope for this. This is just a waste of time. I hate it. I don't want it. It's just no good. Uh, would we be tempted in our heart to say these things? I don't care. What's the use? The whole thing is a mess. There's no hope for this. Is that hoping all things? Is that a character? Is that are those characteristics and and things that should be thought and said by the children of God? This is a waste of time. Isn't God going to do anything? Could could we be brought to say that? Isn't God going to do anything? Could we as the children of God be brought to, to a place where we give up on God and, 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 and we be found, if we're, we give up on the Lord, are we hoping all things? You know, charity, 
love with legs on it, uh, charity the greatest of the three that remain for the maturing child of God. And hear that, maturing, we need to be growing, growing up. Uh, are, are we hoping all things if we give up on God? And when, when I go this route of these attitudes or these things that I've mentioned, the quotes and such, and, and maybe you know of others and and, and that, am, am I hoping all things? Well, the answer, frankly, is no, I'm not hoping all things when this is my attitude and this is the thought of my heart. See, what happens is, is that in spite of the situations around us, and we, we take these attitudes and we, we say these things maybe in our heart or think these things in our heart, see, we've made up our mind. And that's what the child of God needs not do. I mean, we need to make up our mind about what the Scripture says and apply that to our lives and know that as our witness and testimony before men and the world and one another. But in regards to circumstance and situation and things, hardship and difficulty, um, have we made up our mind about it? If we take these attitudes we have because we say it's just done. But it's, that's not hoping all things, is it? Uh, if we if we go this route of these attitudes and these these phrases that I've mentioned here, thinking these things in our heart, we we if if we succumb to that thinking in that way, we believe we know the answers to everything, don't we? We think we know as the Lord does the beginning from the end, that that we know that this truly is a mess and there is no hope for it. That, that that there what is the use? I, I'm just going to quit and quit trying. We we say that we know everything, that we're omniscient, and and we're not omniscient. The Lord is the only one that is omniscient. We we say when we take these attitudes as the children of God and and go this way of pessimism and apathy and disgust and murmuring and so on. We have these things that I've mentioned that we might say out loud or or think in our hearts. You know, we're saying that our knowledge is total and complete to know how the thing will ultimately be. But see, charity, that is to be a, 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 a fixture in the maturing child of God's life and way and purpose, the Scripture says, hopeth all things, hopeth good things. That's the thing about hope is it it never hopes a bad thing. It always hopes a good thing, a deliverance, a forgiveness, a help, a healing, a provision. That's what hope does is it hopes for a blessed thing. And charity, the Lord tells us, hopeth all things. You know, we all face real things in our lives. Uh, uh, we face a thing about provision, not having enough provision. We need to have money, don't we? We need to have food. We need to have clothing and shelter. Provision uh, is essential uh, to, to our, our well-being, our health, and our living. We, we face real things about provision. Uh, we face things about jobs. Uh, presently now, we're facing a, a bad thing, a, a bad stock market. Impossible challenges that are before us, things that we just cannot do. Maybe we, we face things in our lives, and we certainly do about relationships that are not as they should be or could be. Very difficult things. These are real things. 
Maybe there are those that have an enemy that just gives you a hard time all the time at work or in the family or such as that. Maybe there are those and things that we face that is needing the healing of a loved one or a friend. The situation is dire. And, and there, there's, there's, there's no help that man can bring. Maybe, maybe it's the, the need of the soul and the, the saving of a loved one or a neighbor. We deal with so many different things, real things that we face in our life. And in these things, are we hoping all things? Well, the hoping all things is connected to our prayer to the Lord about it, isn't it? And, and our, our love for the person and the situation and the glorification of God that we petition the Lord to work and do a thing that we cannot do, that we apply ourselves and we're the means in the Lord's hands to the extent that, that he uses means and uses us uh, to be a carrier of his word, to be a uh, one that would console another and look to be a physical help one to another and to, to give of our stuff and of ourselves to help one another. But sometimes there's just situations and cases that are just beyond what we can facilitate the fix. Are we hoping all things? Maybe there's uh, someone in your life that's just that hard case that to us naturally we just don't see how the Lord could ever save them. Are we hoping all things? You know, while there's life in the Lord, there's hope. While there's the Lord at hand, there is hope. And we need to hope all things. We need to hope all things and impossible things. Governmental leaders that won't do what's good and right. We need to hope all things and bring that to the Lord. Maybe there would be an attitude, we'd have an attitude at times that no matter how much we vote for the most righteous candidate, there never seems to be any change and turning of our government to what's right and what's good. We've got a nation that is in desperate need of humility, submission, and repentance before our God. A nation that is in desperate need of humility, submission, and repentance before our God. Do we hope all things? And do we bring that to the Lord, hoping in Him and praying in Him? See, it's not about seeing, sitting here in and of ourselves and, and hoping a good thing will come, but that our hope turns to the Lord. We petition, we pray unto our Lord to work in a thing that is just impossible for us, that He will work and as his children be found hoping all things. Hoping all things. Love with legs on it is certainly connected and rolled up in there together with it, because it is that love with legs on it, the love of our Lord for us, that has been bestowed upon us, that we are told that to have ourselves, and the children of God can have it. Because the Lord, the Spirit of God, lives within us. And that love with legs on it, that agape love, that love feast, that abundance and overflowing of love, hopes all things. Are you hoping all things? In conclusion, a few more passages for us to consider here. In Romans chapter 15, verse number 4, listen to what the Scripture says. Romans 15, verse number 4. For whatsoever things are written aforetime were written for our learning, the Scriptures, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, the Word of God, 
is a comfort unto us. I pray that you're reading it. I pray that you're consuming it. I pray that you're listening to it and feeding upon it. That we, through, the pa- through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Our Lord's words unto us to tell us the things that He is and His power and His greatness and His great love for us and His care for us, His promises unto us, that great hope that we have eternally being with Him brings us hope for the present and the now that we bring these impossible things unto Him. 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 1 John 3, 1 and 2, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. And we need to look at it. Behold. Just sit there and behold and, 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 and marvel and revel in the love that the Father hath bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. I mean, that's, that's the exclamation of it. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. That we are the children of God. Saved by our Lord Jesus Christ. What love he has bestowed upon us. It's agape love and it's love unto action. It's love with legs on it that he has bestowed upon us. Therefore the world knoweth us not, it goes on to say, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, when Jesus shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So through the the scriptures and the great love of our Lord, that love that gives us eternal hope and gives us hope for now, we need to hope all things. As we read in 1 Corinthians 13, 7, charity hopeth all things. Remember what the Lord Jesus said unto the father with the boy that had an unclean spirit. In Mark chapter 9, verse number 23, we need to not forget this about our God. Jesus said unto him, unto the father, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That believeth in the Lord. You know, this isn't a sheer will, grit, and determination kind of thing, but it's faith in the Lord and what he can do. That, 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 that gets missed. It's so easy for us to naturally, in our naturalness, to miss that. It's not about our, our, our drumming up uh, the, the, the wishing inside of us to make a thing happen. But the Lord Jesus says to this Father and to us, If thou canst believe, believe in him. All things are possible to him that believeth in the Lord and his power to do. Are we hoping all things? In Matthew chapter 19, verses 25 and 26, when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? This was the rich young ruler that came to the Lord, and and, uh, the Lord told him, and said, It's very difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. They said, Who can be saved? But Jesus beheld them. He looks upon them. And said unto them, With men this is impossible, the salvation of the soul. But with God all things are possible. All things. There's nothing impossible with God. All things are possible. And so see, we need to hope all things because we have a God to whom nothing is impossible. Even as we would look on it as men, 
that it seems impossible, impossible truly for us. We need to hope all things about it and take our petition to the Lord about it that he might be glorified in doing the impossible amongst men. As the Lord said in the same account in Luke chapter 18, verse 27, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. See, there it is. We look on at all these things, these potential attitudes that we're subject to have in which we don't hope all things. In everything we face, may we hope all things in taking it to our Lord and and, and loving him and being wrapped up and, and, and immersed in the love that he has for us and the love that we have for him because of his love for us and hope all things and bring bring the desire, the need of those things at hand that if he would work, they would glorify him greatly, the salvation of a sinner, the healing of the sick, the turning of a nation, that he might be glorified. Remember what Gabriel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse number 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. You look on things and think that they're impossible? With God, they're not impossible. And so may we hope all things. May we see that our hope is manifested in taking what's at hand, what we cannot work in, what we cannot repair, what we cannot facilitate what we cannot do. It's beyond what the Lord has given us that we can do. And we take it unto our Lord, beseeching him, begging him to work for his honor and his glory's sake. Not asking amiss, but asking for things that further his kingdom, that show forth his righteousness, that glorify him. And may we be hoping all things, in good times or in bad times, in distress or in ease. Let us take our desire that will glorify our Lord and Savior to him and be so filled with his love that we will be found a people hoping all things of him. If you're under the hearing of my voice and you're not saved, we point you to our Lord Jesus Christ He's the Savior of the world, meaning he's the only Savior that can save a sinner's soul. He's the only Savior that can truly forgive sins. He's the Redeemer. He's the sacrifice of God for sinners, for his people. And we point you to him. If the Lord has shown you that you're a sinner in need of salvation, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Receive him. Believe and trust in him. Repent of your sins before God. And believe and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the salvation of your soul. We pray for you and desire that for you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in prayer at this time, thanking you for your word. And thank you, Father, for the way that you instruct us and help us. We pray, Father, that you'd help us, that we'd be a people hoping all things. Hoping all things that would glorify you. That we would rest in you. That we would trust you. That we would believe you and what you say about asking and about bringing things into you, and that we would have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, and that we might look to glorify you in our lives, and it would be known that we're your children, and again, that we'd be a people hoping all things. Father, we pray that you'd help us, and just help us uh, in every way that we need in this distressing time, Father. 
pray that you would keep each one well and those that are sick and those that even have the virus follow that you would heal them and help them you're able to do it we petition you for it and father we praise your name for the lord jesus christ and for salvation full and free through him we pray and ask it all in jesus name and for his sake amen well thank you for listening i look forward to the next time when we can look into our lord's word together on the wonderful words of life podcast